G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. The next week I want to do a bit of a fun series and it's going to be called Seven Things I Wish I Knew When I Started Out in the Gym. So a bit of a mouthful. So I repeat, seven things I wish I knew when I started out in the gym. So I'm going to try and do one each day and not make these too long but kind of short quick hitters um so you guys can get some value from it i actually saw this on youtube for um an investing um page i watched and it was seven things they wish they knew when they started in investing and you know we all i think often in many aspects of life often want to look back and go oh man i wish i had have known that or hey i wish i had have known that that probably didn't matter all that much or hey i should have done this earlier um so hindsight's always a good thing and it's also quite interesting because you can realize kind of where you get to how certain things matter a lot and certain things really impacted you to get there and maybe some other things that you thought were super detrimental now you get where you are and realize hey that wasn't that a big deal that i didn't do that or something like that so today's episode guys is going to be um probably <laughs> Number one is going to be something that I really, truly wish I knew when my body was starting to get injured and broken down from these exercises. And I'm going to preface this that these are, are two of my favorite exercises to program. I absolutely love programming these exercises. But for me, due to certain things which I'll get into, have always caused me more grief than kind of getting a reward from them. So today's episode of the seven things I wish I knew when I first started was that you don't have to barbell squat or barbell deadlift to get big. Now, as I said, I love programming the squat. I love programming the deadlift. There's just so many fun things over years and years and years I can do with periodization. And I've built so many world-class world champion physiques with the squat and deadlift. But that doesn't mean everyone has to squat and deadlift, say, with a barbell. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do the squat pattern. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do a deadlift pattern. But it does mean that you don't desperately have to do a barbell squat and a barbell deadlift. Absolutely essential for building more muscle. Now, why do I wish I knew this? Because growing up, you know, you often associate getting big with squatting, deadlifting, bench pressing, and all that stuff. And you look back in a lot of magazines, this was well before, you know, I, st I started lifting, what was it, almost 20 years ago now. Ah, oh, come on, getting old. So when I was like 14 or so, I'm 34 now. And, you know, majority of magazines weren't as machine-based now as, you know, the world is. Gyms didn't have a lot of fancy machines. They were pr primarily you know, barbells and dumbbells, which is fantastic. And that's what I grew up in. Then I kind of got influenced by a lot of strength coaches who trained a lot of athletes like Charles Polican. And their whole thing was, you know, getting strong on squats and deadlifts. And, you know, they led to more growth and whatnot. The idea was. And so I fell in love with programming the barbell. I fell in love with all that stuff. But. Something I always had a lot of issues with ever since I was young 
was my mobility, my flexibility. And, you know, as a kid, when you, you play sport or a team sport, you do your stretching and stuff. And, you know, when I used to play rugby in like the under 10s, we used to lie on your stomach and then you used to flex your um, knees. And so you'd try to do your quad stretch where you'd lie on your stomach and you'd bring, you know, one quad, um, stretch one quad and the other quad. So you bring both your feet to your bum and you just be lying and stretching both quads at the same time. All the kids could do that. And this was me like nine or 10. I remember I couldn't even get like one leg up to get in that position, let alone two. And I remember like doing like deep squats. I could never do it. And I remember like upper body mobility, even when I was, before I really had much muscle growing up, I could barely get the bar behind my um, back to squat. Um, And so for years and years and years, it was just felt so uncomfortable. I just always grew up with terrible mobility. I had a lot of problems with my body um, growing up. And, you know, it's a story for another day, but it's definitely impacted why I've got so many problems right now with my health and my injuries and stuff like that. And my inability to get back into the shape I once was due to a lot of these issues. But what would happen was I would squat and try to deadlift. And A, I didn't have the knowledge that I did now. And then B, you weren't filming yourself. So you, even though if you thought you had great technique back then, you know, no one was filming yourself and no one had education teach me. Even if I thought I was doing great technique, I probably wasn't. And seeing, I thought you had to squat if you want big quads and you have to deadlift if you want to be jacked on your posterior chain. But each time I'd always get injured and then I'd, I'd miss weeks and get injured again and miss weeks. And it wasn't that squats are bad for you. Squats are amazing for you. It's not that deadlifts are bad for you. Deadlifts are amazing for you. But my body was just not suited to squats and deadlifts. But for years and years and years, I, I remember I hurt my back doing deadlifts. and I've still got a lot of back pain years on. I've got, I think, three bulging discs in my lower back. I actually just had scans the other week. And they're just as worse than ever. It caused me a lot of grief. And since I was 18, my back's had terrible issues. and. And after my back, I remember I just kept trying to force it, try to squat. And over and over and over, I'd, I'd hurt my back that then I would have to lie on the gym floor and get like literally carried out of the gym because my back would seize up. Um, and then I remember at work about eight years ago, I was doing just like a rack pull, a rack pull, you know, a deadlift kind of bit from like blocks. So it's a shorter range of motion. And I hurt my back and I had to miss two weeks of work because I couldn't walk. I had to get carried out of the gym driven home and laid on the lounge for about two weeks and missed two weeks of work. Um, and the thing was my technique was perfect and all that stuff because it was being filmed, but it's just, my body has a lot of issues and it's never been out of fixed. And I spent years and years and years going to physio thousands of dollars on physios. And what would happen is I'd get a little bit better. I'd spend going to physio two, three times a week, spend every bit of leftover cash I had to try and go to the physio to get better. And then what would I do? I'd go back to the gym and start squatting and start deadlifting. I'd feel a little bit better for a couple of weeks and then boom, same thing, hurt myself. Then repeat the process over and over. And I did this for about 10 years and every single time I got to the same thing. I did learn from this person, did this physio's routine and then this physio's routine and then went to this sports um, medical doctor for things. And my goal back then was just to be, you know, I wanted to be jacked. I wanted girls to be like, oh man, he's got a good body. I'm going to, I'm going to be interested in him, which never happened. That's for sure. But 
what happened was my upper body kept improving and improving, improving. I really want to train my lower body, but what happens to your growth potential if you're constantly injured? What happens if you spend three or four weeks of good training, then you spend eight to 12 weeks of injury rehab and then coming back over and over and over? Do you think you get too far? No. So despite Honestly, like I could not have wanted more. It was life or death for me. It was everything to me. Despite it being absolutely key to my existence getting big, because I associated you had to squat and deadlift to get in big, I probably wasted a decade of epic gains if I had have just, say, hack squatted with a back support, which didn't hurt. If I did more split squats with dumbbells, which didn't load my spine. If I did more just RDLs where I didn't go so low and have that deep um, hip, flex, hip flexion where it would aggravate my lower back. If I just did more hip thrusts, which weren't a thing back then, but if I did more like 45 degree back extensions, which didn't cause pain. If I had to just focus more on the things that I could do and do them really well, even, yeah, as much as, yeah, squats and deadlifts are great, Doing an exercise is, say, an 8 out of 10 is going to cause you a lead to so much more growth if you can just do an 8 out of 10 amazingly well year after year after year than if you do a 10 out of 10 exercise and you can do it for a month and then can't train for two months and do it for a month and then can't train for three months. So that's a big takeaway, guys, is that looking back now, not trying to force a certain exercise on you. And it's important to understand that when it comes to powerlifting powerlifting is squat bench deadlift do you have to squat bench and deadlift if you want to get good at your squat bench and deadlift yes strength is a skill you have to do it over and over and over again so if you want to be a powerlifter you've got to do those big three religiously now if you want to build a lot of muscle and be jacked do you have to do the big three no you can work around them is it good to do the big three fuck yes i love programming them but if you can't do them, especially you can't do them for a specific reason, slide to the next exercise. What can you do? And just do what you can do really, really fucking well. So that's one of the big things I wish I knew starting out is not try to force a certain exercise onto myself just because everyone else was doing it and just because you thought it was the essential be all and end all. I wish I had have known that I could have gotten great results with other exercises that I could have gotten great results with other exercises, which didn't cause me so much pain physically, but also mentally from the years of being in, you know, struggling and missing sessions and stuff like that. It, one of the things I think caused a lot of my depression was just the constant being injured. And these days my body's just, you know, I've got a lot of issues and stuff like that. And I just wish I had have known that when it comes to hypertrophy, you can do really epic things with building muscle outside of those exercises. Does that mean you shouldn't do those exercises? No. As I keep saying, they're my favorite exercise in the world to program for clients. But all is not lost if you can't squat and deadlift. Think, what can I do? What can I do well? What can I do pain-free? And what can I do consistently over time and progress and progress and progress? That is what's going to get you more results from a hypertrophy standpoint and a whole lot more enjoyment than to keep getting injured over and over and over. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will continue six things I wish I had have known when I started um, lifting, what, 15 or 20 years ago or so, um, the next 
few days um really get a lot of these short episodes out so if you enjoyed this one guys please like share and i will catch you next episode thanks guys